Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here as always with my professional comedian <laughs> and partner in crime, Donna Lee. That's right. Seventh funniest mom in America per Nick at Night, like a hundred years ago. That's right. I'll take it. You know, many people think it. that I'm the star of the show. You but, are not. But really, it's only me that thinks I'm the star of the show. That's right. I am the star of the show. You, the show doesn't happen without you. That's right. I did that on purpose. You don't know how to work any of this equipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't use working the equipment as your sole reason to be here. Every now lady. and again, people can hear us. So. Well, very good. Very good. This show is brought to you by the urology specialty, I guess, firm company Herb? practice medical clinic whatever i started in Hi 2007 <laughs> in round rock texas uh, we're all around uh, austin now mm-hmm. i'm a board certified urologist dr mystery is my real name is it really it is how do you spell that m-i-s-t-r-y mm. people thought it would be gimmicky that's what some dude said we some can't get dude. over it one guy said gimmicky one guy and we called can't it gimmicky. get past it oh man we've been on this for a year and he's been our patient for like the whole year does too. he listen to it yeah i, I hope he's mm. listening every time because i want him to know how much of a impact you <laughs> he had said on don't us. have a gimmicky name don't like a mystery a, like mystery uh donna <laughs> uh we're seeing patients still are we yeah we are we're, all we're, week long we're really as busy as ever uh donna uh <laughs> how do people get a hold of us and where are our offices you can call us at 512-238-0762 during the week you can ask for me our uh, i'm sorry there are me email address is armormenshealth at gmail.com our website is armormenshealth.com we have four locations in round rock north austin south austin dripping springs you can catch our podcasts everywhere that you listen to free podcasts and Donna gets paid by the number of downloads. So if you're out there, just Does download she? the same episode over and over again, please. Okay. Will you pay me a dollar per episode? Yes. Okay. <laughs> New bonus structure. <laughs> New bonus structure. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. So, Donna, one of the great things about medicine is how it evolves over time. Hmm. It's not all the same. Like, even though I graduated from Baylor College of Medicine, the finest, most amazing uh, finest yeah, medical yeah, institution yeah, yeah. in the world, apparently they didn't teach me everything. They didn't? Not before I left, no. I mean, I know everything. They didn't teach but they, you something. They, they, apparently. And so uh, there's no field that has really changed more in my practice lifetime more than pain management. Oh, yeah. You can just tell from the commercials. That's right. That's just the commercials alone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> those, those guys are making some money. Right? Somewhere. They can afford some expensive commercials. Uh, so uh, we have one of our partners. We have one of the physicians from Balcones Pain Consultants, uh, Dr. Cody Estler here with us today. Cody, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So what I wanted to talk to you about is the idea of what role do procedures have for pain management? So for the guys and the girls walking around there listening to our show, they may know or they may have experienced that if somebody has a chronic pain condition that they may have to see a pain medicine doctor, but they may not know how you guys train or where you come from. It's not like you guys were delivered by a stork. (laughs) Well, we were a long time ago. tell (laughs) Tell us about your training and what training you guys go through and then talk to me about what are the procedures that are most commonly done for chronic pain yeah so um you know speaking about the training actually pain management is a um sort of multi-specialty uh fellowship um so those that don't know how how we become doctors is generally we go you know to college and then we go to med school and then somewhere in med school we decide what kind of doctor we want to be and hopefully you, you get that and where's the, the part where god looks down upon you and calls you <laughs> to the field Oh, you, you, um, you didn't have that. Part? You know, every, everyone, everyone, 
Everyone that's, has that their, just their happens own. at Baylor. That, uh, maybe that's just for the Baylor. That's right. <laughs> oh, that, good point. Yeah, that, that happens differently for everybody. Then that's a that's a personal moment. I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> but you know, after you know, you, you choose your specialty. You go to residency, and then you know, you train in, in that specialty, whether it's urology or anesthesia or general surgery, and name it. And then through that, you can go into um, sub specialize. Um, in a very so pain in- management doctors are usually fellowship trained after residency. Exactly. And you can go into it through anesthesia, mm-hmm. or you can go through it through PM&R. What are some other routes? So neurology is another common, and even uh, psychiatry is another. And so, in, and what was your pathway? And it was anesthesia. And that's probably the most common um, in interventional pain is probably what you see. And a lot of that is because uh, a lot of pain management fellowships are based out of a anesthesia residence. It's not totally you know across the board, but I think that's what you find. And I but, think that's because a lot of the procedures you do for pain are blocks of nerves. Absolutely. And anesthesiologists, as part of their routine, will do blocks of nerves to prepare for surgery. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's a very good point. So, you know, kind of speak it uh, in a superficial um, way, it would, you know, we do a lot of back injections, right? And, and this is very similar to how we do epidurals, like for labor, uh, labor epidurals or spinals for C-sections, things like that. And these are very similar techniques and, and knowledge. of Because of all of our nerves that go from the body to the brain, where we sense pain, kind of ultimately go through the spinal cord at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the most part. Yes, um, exactly. You know, and kind of going back to kind of the how I trained is, you know, it, it's very interesting. So, you know, we're trained in a multidisciplinary, even if you go to a fellowship, and it's just a bunch of anesthesiologists, you're, you're trained in a way, and the expectation is to know neurology, uh, physical medicine, rehab, um, as well as um, a psychiatric, you know, and, because there's a lot of psych- psychology oh, that comes into pain management. I, I feel that well, maybe 50% of what I do is actually psychiatry, you know, it's, it's recognizing that patients don't just generally have chronic pain that, you know, and it's kind of a chicken egg situation. Does the chronic pain create anxiety and depression or is it the other way around? And, you know, there's probably a little bit of both really, but that's a, that's part of the multidisciplinary approach to not just my specialty, but also in each patient that I see. So back injections are one of the most common procedures that you're going to do for Mm -hmm. a lot of these patients. Now that's not because they're having back pain, but because that's where the nerves are coming from that go to other parts of the body. So you'll do back injections for (laughs) other things, right? Like leg pain and arm pain and nose pain. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to speak anecdotally here, but, you know, I think a very important part of pain management, especially when you think of chronic pain is, is, you know, teach the patient what you're doing. And, and a lot of patients and um, will be like, oh, I got a back injection. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if I'm seeing it for the first time, it's like, do you know what kind of back injection? Because there's like, yes, there's like five, yes. you know, <laughs> and, and it's like, is a lumbar sympathetic, you know, is it epidural? Is it, you know, there, there's so many. And, and a lot of times they don't know. And so I, part of what I do for my patients is I, I really try to teach them not only what I'm doing, but why, and why are you having this pain? And what are the, the techniques that we're going through? And I want them to, to also be part of their treatment. And, and think through it and, and it needs to make sense. Um, so when you're injecting, sometimes I imagine you're injecting steroids to reduce inflammation. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that you're injecting and what is the purpose of the injection? So there, there's kind of a multitude. So, um, you know, speaking of back pain, you know, uh, yeah, so exactly, you know, steroid you know, to help reduce inflammation, you know, that might be associated with, you know, a, acute disc issue or some arth- uh, you know, acute arthritis in, in the facet joints, things of, of that nature. But, you know, other... Um, approaches to back pain, you know, diagnostic injections for uh, facetogenic 
um, sort of arthritic pain in the posterior spine that kind of leads into a, another type of, of um, intervention, you know, sort of a, an electrical ab- ablation of these nerves. And there's other things probably more that you'd probably be, be seeing would be, you know, sympathetic nerve uh, blocks that might be, you know, related to pelvic pain as well as like CRPS. And there's multitude and there's multiple different approaches in, in that way. Ganglion impar. I mean, there, there's a multitude of, of different ones. And, and going back to what you're saying, and a lot of, if it's not a steroid, you know, we're giving local anesthetics to block these nerves and block these pathways. So one is that we're kind of resetting them to, to help with some of the windup, but also diagnosing is like, you know, is this sympathetic driven pain? So we block the sympathetic nerves. And if that improves the pain for at least the duration of the local anesthetic, then I think we got a, a fair diagnosis and then we can change our approach to treatment towards that. So you'll do injections of medications into particular areas along the spinal cord that will help with nerve pain. You also will kind of ablate or or, or burn nerve roots if if they're not critical for movement. Yes, right, exactly. They, they tend to be sensory only. Yeah, only sensory. <laughs> we don't need people to stop moving their arms. And then um, uh, there's this field of uh, nerve stimulators, implantables. Mm-hmm. Who, who are the kinds of patients that are going to be ideal for thinking about getting a nerve stimulant, what, what kind of pain do they have? And, 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 and how do you find out if they're the right candidate for it? So, yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, and that's, a, uh, it's actually a very, uh, interesting topic because it's an uh, expanding field. I mean, the, I would say the tra- two traditional, um, places for that are people who've had, um, you know, a lot of back pain with a lot of what we call radiculopathy, you know, p- pain shooting and radiating down their legs or, um, from their neck to their arms, um, do quite well with that, especially if they've, they've, you know, exhausted all the other approaches, you know, injections and physical therapy, surgeries, things like that. Um, those patients do quite well. Um, another subset of the population, um, who develops CRPS, complex regional pain syndrome. And we can spend hours talking about this. Um, but you know, in general, it's, um, somewhat of a sympathetic mediated pain where, you know, there's usually some sort of injury and then, um, the injury can heal, but yet the, the, the nervous system kind of takes over and causes pain. And there's, there's, uh, oh man, there's a lot of theories about what and why. I mean, it can be anything from a sprained ankle to, you know, a horrific, you know, crush injury, a lot of shattered bones. And I mean, I've seen both and, um, in a good portion of those recover and then there's a small subset that do and they do very well. So a lot of our patients out there and our listeners should really, I guess, take home that the field of pain management has evolved quite a bit. If you're out there suffering from chronic pain, you should really find a specialist to see if there's something that can be done for you. And and I would strongly recommend uh, you know our friends at Balcones Pain Consultants. And if you email us, uh, we can let you know uh, how to get a hold of them. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today, Dr. Ressler. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 